What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, the ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thursday edition, there's only two people in this Zoom room right now. Hold on. Should we yes. say Thursday edition? Friday edition? I think the people are going to be listening to it on Friday. I'm recording a Thursday, and my clock in my head runs by what's in my head and, and my mind and heart and body and soul. <laughs> so uh, we're calling it Thursday edition. You may hear it on Friday. I'm guessing it's going to come out Friday afternoon. That would be my I guess. guess. Yeah. Ronick's Hopefully a busy man. early, though. I hope it doesn't come out at five. I'm, we're going to send Ronick the sound. Hopefully it'll come out before that. So... Uh, anyways, we actually have a bunch of stuff on the show today. We do. We're in the midst of, of a major negotiation right now, by the way. He just texted sixty-seven fifty a case, Jesse. Two fifty above the dealer that buy. The fact that it's not above seven is what's hurting me. Guys, 2020 okay, contenders, fine. who's in? Jesse has two cases of 2020 hobby contenders football, 12 box cases. He is trying to sell them for seventy four hundred, which is three hundred and fifty dollars below retail Blow right out. now. Below blowout and the other big boys. You just um, you just hit me up, y'all, because I got some stocks I'm looking to invest in. I've been out go. of the he's stock market some for a while. He's going to lose some money on. So <laughs> I'm tired of I'm, losing money here. I want to lose I've money got somewhere else. Two cases else. of contenders, and I've got one case of Prism Hobby from last year. I am really hoping I can move that for big coin in the future. But hello, we can get into the show. Sorry, this was this was breaking news as it happened. So people wanted um, to know. Think about it. Give us a rundown. Let's get. It feels so empty. And you know what's funny? I know. Ronnie does doesn't even talk weird. the whole time. Hardly at all in here. Yeah. Still, I feel dead without him. Do you feel? I, I really do feel dead. Oh my goodness! And my heater's on. It's probably been blasting his eardrums. It's almost like Ronick completes me. I don't know if that's weird. Ronick, uh, we miss you. Come back soon, and uh, we wish you well. It's a whole company day off for Spotify, <laughs> not just him. Yeah, so. he's fine. Okay, hit us with the rundown. Let's get into the show. Let's make the magic happen. Let's hit the review. We're going to open up with a little NBA hot Ooh. cold edition. You went review and not rundown. Did I do I normally say rundown? I think so. Let me just tease this then and then I'll, I'm going to stay out of your way completely. Do it. If you are wanting more collector content, today was a big is going to be a big collector show for me. I had a big card shop visit. I was in there like a kid at a candy store and I'm talking about my childhood stuff. So collector angle will be heavy today okay out of jesse's way please hit him with the rundown which is what i said the first time definitely not review nba hot cold edition we're gonna go over the guys who are uh, heating up as well as the guys who have dropped off significantly uh michael porter jr uh anthony edwards clay thompson we're gonna talk a little bit about those guys nfl notes as well there's a couple things going on we want to update you guys about jesse is going to go over luber notes I said Jesse instead of I because I'm just <laughs> reading down a list and I can, okay. my brain didn't work fast enough. Tops NFT release as well as a little um, update about Panini's release. Nothing too much. So if you guys hate NFT, don't worry. Uh, card shop today for Mikey Boy. He's going to hit us with what he got. I think I heard there were some nice pulls from there. Uh, then a little bit of what are we calling this? Collector's Corner. Is that the technical name? Is that Mikey's happy memory childhood fond views. That's how that's it. 
And of course, a few buys for the week, finishing it off with mailbag. Mike, where do we start? You just told us we're starting with where do we- Jesse. Jesse, where do we start? Big picture. I just adjusted in my chair. Forgot it in my brace on. I did like a little dip action to oh. prop myself up. Did not feel great. When is uh, when's Tuesday, that surgery scheduled? By the way, I'm meeting with the surgeon at Vandy on Tuesday. Oh, we'll boy. see what Vanderbilt. He, be prepared. Be prepared to hear just a desperate host on here milking <laughs> his injury. The guy's going to be like, oh, you're fine. Here's a brace for a week. I'm going to be like, I'm dying. Send sympathy cards. All right, NBA hot cold. All Hit right. It. Andy did us a huge favor, put together a list of the guys who uh, have not been doing too hot and the guys who have been. Uh, so let's start with well, Cole. Hang on. It wasn't really a favor. I mean, he's paid and he did his job. So Andy did his job today. I'm just Andy did a good to, job today. I'm just trying to do a, a favor for him by talking him up. By Indy making did him a good sound job generous. today. That's what I'm going to say. He's a generous man. Um, he starts us out with Generously Michael Porter Jr. MPJ. Uh, guys, not if good. you're not familiar, he is injured. It was already not a good scene. Yes. And then he's injured. He is out for the foreseeable future, as all the coaches quote says. I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of those guys I think you cut ties now. He has been injury prone since high, since college, maybe before that. He's a 2018 rookie. I think you cut ties with everything right now and be done with him. Hate to say it. I know we're starting off with negativity. I don't even need the stats. We're not going to spend any more time on him. <laughs> you won't, you don't want to know how much he's dropped? There's only two options. He's dropped, what, 40% across the board? Uh, closer to 50% in the last month. And From his spike three months ago? The last year, he's down like 70%. So Yeah, which a lot of guys are down just because of the market in the last year. Sure. I just, if you just like the guy and he's your dude, fine. Keep him. Fantastic. Put him in the PC. If you want to hold really long-term, fine. But back injuries, again, he's been just a plethora of injuries since he came out. Uh, if, if I'm a Michael Porter Jr. holder right now, I'm I'm just cutting my losses entirely and I'm out. Oh, cold wow. as cold can get. Give me guy number two. Well... It's your boy, Jason Tatum. Man. He's on the cold list. What does yeah, that mean? As How do you feel that. about that? Oh, it's dessert. He's played okay, but the team's not winning games. I mean, the Celtics are just, I don't know. It says that his shooting percentages are down. Yep. And there's really, there hasn't been any steps to correct that. And Jalen Brown was the leading scorer on the team. Jalen Brown's out a couple weeks with a, ha- and it's a hamstring. So I always tend to think it's going to be more than their advertising till he's back to full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Brown is definitely down. I just, if he drops too much further, though, I start to, I mean, excuse me, Jason Tatum. I start to think of Jason Tatum as, hey, this might actually be a decent guy to buy because the team is under 500. He was, he started off cold. Jalen Brown is out. I almost start to get into the mentality of how much worse could it get before things start to really look up. So Tatum's a 2017 rookie. Here's a side note, too. I actually had this discussion randomly yesterday uh, with Eddie. We were getting ready to rebuy some product, and it was 2017 uh, Cornerstones basketball. Real random product. Point of the story. When it comes, I just want to put this in because it is something. When you are buying old boxes and cases, it's tough to find, but try to find who are redemptions in those products. That product in particular, redemptions usually expire after two years, and yeah. quite frankly, it's tough to get them to fulfill them. Jason Tatum is a redemption there, as is Kobe Bryant. To my knowledge, Kobe is not signing anymore. I think that's accurate. Oh my god, um, that's but fair. Tatum's a redemption now. Now Panini Wait, at times I thought you just said they expired. Why would you go after an old case that has redemptions? Because Eddie didn't know that off the top of his head, and I was like, dude, I only know this because I got burned with that stuff last year. 
That's why. So, so when there are when there are products like that that are past the two year mark, you really have to try to do some research and find who a redemption is in there, because expired redemptions are not always honored. So, so you're saying, yeah, okay. I thought you were saying that's stay what you away want from to go after. Okay, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, it looks like a good deal because it's cheap. Well, because the biggest chases in the product are redemptions. It, it, you got to be. There's kind of a side note, but just something to keep in mind on product over two years old. Be careful with it. Okay. Um, um, so that's Tatum, really good advice. I'm holding Pat. I have five or six PSA 10 rookies and a couple SGC 10 rookies of Tatum's. Nothing huge. I'm holding. I think he's too low to sell. We've seen him perform at times like a top five, top 10 guy. I think by the end of the year, I'm just looking at the teams ahead of them in the East. I think they're better than a lot of those teams and eventually will be. I think Jalen Brown will come back. I'm hopeful, but as far as buying, I think you hold off on Tatum for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have Tatum, I would hold and see what he does, see how he rebounds and make my money then. Okay. But tough start. Yep. Well, let's hit the last three of these uh, cold starters then. And I, I got to tell you, I don't remember ever talking about this guy before, but his card values dropped significantly. Chris Stapps, Perzingis. Spot on pronunciation. Did you really? practice that or no? No, man. Really? I'm getting good. Dead on. Porzingis is a weird dude. Two, three years ago, before he left New York, he had like a 15, 20 game stretch where he looked really, really good. Seven footer, could shoot, was playing in the paint. Fantastic. Since he's gone to Dallas, it just never worked. Not for a prolonged period of time. I just don't think it ever will. What does playing in the paint mean? Close to the basket. In the paint. So if you, if you can envision the foul line. Yep. And then the two lines that run perpendicular to it toward the basket. The in between that in is that colored, area okay. is literally painted so in the paint man um, we're learning just, today he's just brutal yeah i again i think a lot of guys have already cut ties with him if you haven't i mean sell the cards or find a fireplace those oh. are your two options he's yeah he just it is funny want, because apparently going into the season he must have had a little bit of hype because over the last month his card value is down over 50%. It's just And that's why there was hype preseason because it was like, you know what? Luca has played really unbelievable without him. Yeah. Maybe this is the year he's finally the Robin to Batman to Luca being Batman. I just don't think it's gonna ever take off there. Mm. And he's got a contract that makes him tough. I just he yeah, to me, just kind of a waste, sadly. Because I think the talent's there. I just don't know. It's like he never gets it together. So mm, that's too bad. Cold, and I would stay away from him. Last two, Damian Lillard. I'm in on now Lillard stuff is down. So what do you have? I do want to get specific on his card here. Is he have the prism? So it is the prism that he pulled the PSA 10 2012. So first year of prism. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, I have one of those a card from that set as well that I bought today as a PSA 10. Not Lillard. Oh. We'll get to well, that. Later. Save it. Save it for the show. Um, this has about a thousand pop count cards down about 13 and a half percent in the last month. 600. 650. Mm, man, you're pretty good at this, bro. 688. Okay. Um, and let's see. But it says Dame's also averaging nine less points from last season. Yep. Slow start. The, the thing with Lillard, we've come to see there's going to be a stretch during the season. He's going to average 40 and 10 for a week, and his stuff's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, again, I look at the teams who are ahead of them. They're currently tied for ninth, 10th with Sacramento at West. I think eventually they end up in the playoffs again because he's that good. We've seen him do it before. Um, I actually think I'm a buy. I'm going to kind of wait and see what he does over the next couple of weeks. But I think if his pricing gets any lower, I think he's a really good buy because he is down so much you can make money. So I like Lillard. What do you think about Matthew Lillard? Are you familiar? Matthew I've never heard the name. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. She's all that. I mean, I don't. 
I, without a paddle, for goodness sake. Oh, the sakes. ugly guy. The goofy looking lanky. He's that, not he's not ugly. He's he always handsome has like in his own we- right. He always has like weird facial hair. Like I think he was in like those scream movies too, but I know him from without a paddle for sure. He's like you. He can't really grow facial hair, but he won't give up on it. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. That's Summer it. Catch, for goodness sakes. Summer Catch I saw with my brother in the movie theater. We were in high school when that came out. Oh Jessica my goodness, Beale, Jessica Freddie Beale. Prince Jr. Yeah. Funny enough, as a matter of fact, only time I've ever been stopped at a DUI checkpoint. We were we were both teen. Well, I was a teenager. You were hanging out like, with Matthew Lillard? No, I was hanging out with my brother. And they oh. did. They were like, I hey, get to pull over. I was like, what's going on here? Get out of the car. I was like, what is happening? They just stopped every car coming by. Field test, DUI. First time it's ever happened. Did, did you pass? Yeah, I was like 13. Flying car. Why were you driving at 13, I wasn't. Bro? No, no, no. I was driving with Russ. Oh, Russ is seven years okay. older than me. Okay. And I was just like, what is happening here? I, I remember liking that movie as a kid. He was the catcher in that movie. Yeah, I believe so. Okay, name the player who hits the home run off Freddie Prince Jr. at the end of the game when he finally makes the, the debut. That's not real. Nobody knows that fact. Ken Griffey Jr., baby. Oh, really? All right, move along. Next call. <laughs> <laughs> I was All right, really glad that went that direction. Yep. Uh, Jaron Jackson, last one on the loser list. Chris Vern and John Rozier, where are you boys at? Triple yeah. J was supposed to be the guy. Desmond Bain is number two there. That's why. He is not doing so hot. Um, he is averaging lower points than he has ever in any season that he has played lower even than his rookie season uh 13.6 points per game right now which isn't horrible i just think you know you listen to verno and those guys who are a lot smarter than me and especially with basketball in general and especially plugged into memphis the thought was like this is going to be a 20 point maybe even lead that team in scoring because morant's going to revert to being a passer and be the you know still dominant but more of a point guard passing um, so what is the specific card with him too? Just to give us a reference. Is this it the is silver? the silver uh, PSA, or I'm sorry, the Prism 2018. 2018? Yep. Okay, so we came up with Luca, Trey, Michael Porter Jr. Okay. Yeah. What? So is it a PSA 10 or raw? Uh, this is a PSA 10. I'm going to guess. Current value? Man, a sil- so give me the pop count. About 1,000. Not bad. PSA 125. Man, you just cut him in half. 250 for this. Really? Okay. What yeah. I was just expecting to be. Yeah. See, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't spend 250 on that card. And I, and even if it drops a little more. Here's the thing. That, that 250 is down quite a bit from where it was. Didn't they too. hit 400 at one point? They hit over 700, bro. During the spike, too. I think. Well, no, I, that I, was I, December, uh, December of the year. December. Yeah. December was hot. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm out on Jerry. I don't think he's going to ever score consistently enough to support his pricing now. I think if you were to do a screenshot in a year, Mm-hmm. Like today versus a year from now, I bet that card's like a hundred dollars. I just don't, I don't think he's ever going to do it. So I still think there's enough money there where I would sell Jaron Jackson Jr. Really, I'm not what touching I, his 2018 stuff. What would you do? Would you still sell his base because his base PSA 10 is only at 37. dollars I'm I would sell everything. I don't just think he's going to do it. Yeah, and I just think you're going to continue to see population counts jump. So yeah, I'm out on JJ. I still would buy Desmond Bain non-base stuff though from last year. I like Bain. Well, we talked about the guys where you can lose money. How about the guys where we can make a little money? Well, there were a couple buys there, though. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and to be fair, the guys who are hot, you may have already missed the boat. Let's find Bro, out. be fair. Steph Curry. Ever heard of him? Dude, Steph Curry rookie stuff, I'm in. I just, I had a deal almost in place last week to buy the PSA 10 tops. Oh, it really? Was like, it was like a trade at like 10 to 11. I think I missed the boat. 
So he, I, what did Indy have? The PSA nine here. Yeah, so he's a, a PSA two, nine. Two thousand nine rookie. Is it tops or tops chrome? Tops. Okay. Uh, it's like twenty. What is it trading at? Like twenty seven hundred. Twenty seven hundred right now. Yeah. What's the pop? Only about eleven to twelve hundred, somewhere around there. Okay, give me like history on this thing. Sure. So in the last year or two, like I want to know, like I want some action. If you're gonna drop this kind of money, yeah. So I also wish he did like a I, well. I don't know if Carla like I'd like to know what like a PSA seven does, like an unattainable card for people. A PSA, but, I can tell you what a PSA seven does. Oh yeah, I'd like to know that. So the PSA nine, like I said, no. the reason I bring that up, twenty seven hundred dollars, a lot of money. A lot of guys are priced out. What's a PSA seven do? Nine ten. Oh, still expensive. Okay. Is there I, something? There actually there's is cheap, a, there's a PSA five cheap. and six on here, but the PSA five. Okay, what the heck? The PSA five is going for six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I would just find a different brand of card that is cheaper than for him. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because like what did, Panini, I say? did I say 650? Yep. And then the PSA 6 goes for 700 and then the PSA yeah. 7 goes for what? The uh, 900. Yeah, that's all weird pricing to me. I think I feel like the closer or the lower when you get to really low grades like that for more modern cards, it doesn't always make a lot of sense to me. Like some of those values are closer than they should be or further apart. Uh, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But in general, I agree. The thing is, once you get past like an eight, people are basically just paying for raw price. And if it looks good, I appeal kind of comes into it more. Oh, so, OK. That makes sense. I think Curry, though, is showing us this year. And here's what gets weird. Clay Tom. I mean, Andrew Wiggins is playing really well. Now, Draymond is out. I don't know how long. I haven't seen yet. The team's playing really well. At some point, I think Clay comes back after the beginning of next year sometime. That's a scary team out west. That really is going to be a scary team. Are they still leading their division? Yeah, they're nine and one, aren't they? Let me see. I had it up. Let me here. see. Yeah, they're they're Let ten and see. one. Excuse me. Ten, ten and, and one. one. Wow. I, I just, I think that's a team. I, I think that's a guy you could still buy. And here's the nice thing about buying Curry. So 2009 Curry rookie anything I think is a good buy right now because mm-hmm. it's still down from historical lows last year, especially last summer and last winter when things got really out of control. So if you can buy him now for that. Especially if you're a collector, mm-hmm. fantastic. Are they going to compete for another ring? Maybe. If that's the case, you've got, you're going to get a bargain based on today's pricing. I mean, eventually he retires, long-term Hall of Fame, remembered as the greatest shooter of all time. You know, he wins another ring at some point. He's got to be in that top 10, top 15 discussion, probably already in the top 15 discussion all time. But if he were to ever get another ring yeah. without Durant on the team, I just I think Curry's a great buy if you have patient money. I'm not doing this if I want to flip in a month, but if you okay. have some money to be like, hey, I'm putting it aside long term, like me with Brady, mm-hmm. or I'm putting it aside long term, uh, Tom Brady, not my dog Brady, of course. Oh, um, or so if you're nervous. looking like, hey, I can I can put it aside, you know, four to six months for the for the playoff run, the finals run. Mm-hmm. I think those are great plays for for um, Steph Curry, and I think it's a great play for Clay Thompson as well. I am curious to see if because this is one of the few where looking at the chart, like uh, his pricing chart. If he continues just to play as well as he has, not even to really go anywhere or beyond, I feel like the guy, like the his audience, his overall buyers are going to continue to move this price up in value. Absolutely, just, just and, by playing and he's average. a point guard. Yeah. People love point guards. Steph Curry's revolutionized the game as much as anybody I've ever seen, including Shaq. At this point, Shaq's number two <laughs> for people who change the game. Curry has changed the game more than anybody I've ever seen play. Wow, that's that's high praise. All right. Well, there you go. More. Yeah, let's, let's roll on to because we got to actually have a lot on the show today. Yeah. All right. So then Cole Anthony, we got to talk about for sure. 
because his card prices are exploding. Absolutely insane. Here's the only negative thing I'll say about Cole Anthony, because he's actually played great. Too high. He's on the Orlando Magic, and they're three and nine. He obviously can't do anything more than he's done already. I think Cole. So give me what, what's a, what's a card for Cole Anthony? He he has highlighted. So this is the 2020 Prism uh, card two two ninety two silver. All right, let me say that. Oh, I'm glad he went silver. I'm also going to say this to Indy going forward. If it's new guys, I don't mind as much. Anybody older than 2018, I would like to see some non Prism because we have gotten some criticism about that, which I think is actually fair. I'd like to see some non Prism comps. For Cole Anthony, he went silver, at least, which I like. Here's the thing with 2020 Prism basketball. A lot of it's still tied up at PSA. So these numbers are going to start moving steadily up, as they have. What's the pop on that right now? Like 300? There is no... It doesn't show current pop because it's uh, non-graded. Oh, he went raw. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... But that being said, any guesses as to where he's at right now for the raw silver? Man, so I don't follow him at all. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder, is it like 300 bucks? Oh, God, no, 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 not that big. But okay. so to put this in perspective. Um, oh, Lamelo's only like 200, right? 250. So what, $100 raw? So a month ago, this card was selling for $21. Okay. As of yesterday, this card sold for 83. So it's about nice. 4X almost, which is insane. I'm going to be honest with you. That's not as high as I thought. But again, what's going to limit him is that team is not going to be anywhere near playoff relevant this year. Another guy, though. I don't think that's a bad investment to get in on his stuff now, especially because in 2020, you can get a lot of raw stuff still. Mm-hmm. It's actually an interesting play with Cole Anthony. Buy a bunch of raw stuff. It doesn't even have to be Prism. Buy raw stuff that is not base. Sub it yourself. Um, he's a great guy to me as well because he's not anywhere near LaMelo, Zion, those type Luca pricing. I would take everything I had of Cole Anthony raw and sub it right to SGC. Uh, I'm going to pump SGC quite a bit this show too because... I, I went through the process this morning with Chris over at Nash Cards. Uh, if you use Nash Cards, it's twenty-five bucks a card to sub to SGC. People often ask too, well, why don't you? Why would I sub through some middleman? Why wouldn't I do it myself? Because it's five dollars cheaper. Or for thirty dollars, you can send it in however you want. They'll wipe it down, submit it for you, put it in the card saver, and review the card for the extra five bucks. So twenty-five bucks if you do the work, thirty bucks if you don't. A guy like Cole Anthony to me is a great SGC guy. You're gonna get the. The other thing, too, after talking to Peter yesterday, they're down to like 25 days on return time. So they oh, jacked nice. it up on their website. Hey, 45 days or less. They actually never end up even getting close to that. And now that they've scaled up production. Um, so for 25 bucks to have it back in a month or less, well, business days, we'll call it a month. Yeah. That's the type of thing to me, a guy like Cole Anthony is worth it. I have trouble going PSA, first of all, because of the price and how long am I waiting to get my stuff back with him? Yeah. A lot can change or they could be, you know, six and 30 by the time you get your cards back. I think Cole Anthony's an interesting buy again on the patient side of things, you know, late this year, maybe even next year to really move. But if you've got investment type money, I don't think it's a bad play. And if you guys haven't already checked out, just since we're already on the topic of SGC, check out the newsletter where we've had uh, one of our contributors putting together articles about how grading companies have compared as far as SGC, BGS and PSA. It has been very interesting to see, especially when it comes to SGC and BGS, um, but even including PSA, how close they've been getting um, and in some cases eclipsing like BGS. So check it out if you haven't already. Newsletter. Um, yep. All right. We got three more guys. Let's hit them quick. Hit them quick. Paul George. Um, hold this... to the playoffs. I know he's hot right now. Hold to the playoffs. OK, we're good. That's yep, fair. Hold on. Yep. I mean, it's not a, he's up, but he's not up a ton. 
Yeah, Kawhi's going to come back. I mean, they're six and four. So, they, I mean, they're going to be a playoff team anyways. Hold them. If you want to cash out right now, you can. I would hold. And specifically, this is not his rookie card, guys, that we're talking about. He did, uh, and he did pull the Prism one again on this one. I say that because the next one is not Prism. And this is your boy, John Morant, we're talking about. John Morant's card, this is his 2019 Optic Hollow card, up 36% over the last month. The play with Ja, one of two things in my opinion, and I still have a lot of Ja. I'm taking the, the second play. Play number one, since the stuff is up 20 to 35% across the board with his hot start, sell everything right now, move on to the next guy. Play number two, hold till the end of the season. Again, the way he's playing, I think the team is going to keep their six and five right now. I think they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be competitive. I hold him till the end of the season. That's what I'm doing with my stuff. But okay. I, I think he's a great value still. So. It is, he did make an extra note that it's interesting that his actual Prism card, uh, the Prism Silver card PSA 10, is actually down 15% right now. So yeah, what's um, a silver? So what's a silver Prism 10? Like 12, 1300? Uh 10 is like 1600. Okay. I sold one high at 18 a while ago. Yeah, I'm st- he's another guy too. I think you can find a lot of stuff cheap, especially raw John Morant stuff that's not base. You yeah. can still get a lot of John Morant rookies under $50. Okay. I don't think that's a bad play right now either. Uh, last one, Zach Levine for the Bulls. And the Bulls ain't doing too bad. Eight and three, tied for the best seed in the East. Yeah, the Bulls are really, really good. Zach Levine's playing really well. I yep. think Zach Levine is a guy. I still think there's value. What's the card he has specific? His Prism? Uh, so this is 2014 Prism, PSA 10. Yep. This card is up. 300. I it no is currently selling at 390. Not too bad. Okay. I bet the pop's low. Pop 600? is not bad. 400. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems like this one also is not because it's even though it's up, it's not up a ton from its low point. I think the low over the last year was about mm, about 250 or so. So it's not like you're getting in at the highest point because this card at one point was selling. You know, if we if we don't include the huge spike in Q1, Q2 this year, then it was sold for like six hundreds a few times outside of that period. So there's still, I think there's still room to be uh, make some money on it. I mean, you could argue best player on the best team in the East this year, right? At least again through, through the first less than a quarter of a season. I, I think the play with Zach Levine then the same thing, and, and with Zach Levine you can go with base because he's that old. You know, the stuff is that old. The pops are way way lower. Rookie stuff, hold it till the end of the season. See what he does in the postseason. Not for the quick flip, but a little bit longer. I like it. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right, we did it. There's your NBA. Well, uh, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? Anthony Edwards. Oh, just real down. quick. Anthony Edwards last night went off for 48 points. Edwards stuff, his pricing is, is up a little bit since the beginning, but it's held pretty standard. But one thing, I was at the shop, I spent a couple hours with Chris at Nash Cards today. He did say recently he sold a ton of Anthony Edwards stuff. He sold a couple, like one for 1000 and one for $2,000 this morning, rookie autos. Mm-hmm. And he has said like the interest in Anthony Edwards, and as big as his reach is on Insta and social media and in the shop, it's just interesting to see how much demand there is for Anthony Edwards, which I think is interesting. I wouldn't um, mind like a insider, like every maybe week or two weeks or something, we reach out to Chris or, you know, somebody and just ask him, hey, what do you see guys purchasing more of? What's coming yeah, like, What are your trends? Shop? Yeah, I would like, I like to that. know. The only thing that scares me with him, again, the team is terrible. Three and seven. I just don't know when they ever win games, but whatever. Okay. Um, NFL notes, Cam Newton, big news that just came out minutes before we started recording. Yeah, signed with the Panthers. Sam Darnold is playing horrendous. Guys love Cam Newton. 
Like he still has a crazy strong following. His pricing is not through the roof. I don't think it's a horrible idea. This is weird to say. <laughs> I honestly think, because everything we've talked about is long-term or for the collector. If you were looking for a guy to sell in a month that may be way up from where he's at right now, CMC's coming back healthy. I don't know that Cam Newton going to the Panthers is the worst play in the world right now. Really? I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or beat, but I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're four and five, four and four, something like that. They started off three and oh, I mean, took a turn from there. He can't be worse than Sam Donald's been the last five, six games. So, okay. I don't know. I'm interested. I think, I think Cam Newton, if you want to take a little risk on a very short term play, I think Cam Newton's a decent buy. Another decent buy is to me, DK Metcalf. Russ Wilson's coming back this week. Metcalf pricing has dropped off. So Metcalf is a 2019 rookie. Look up DK Metcalf rookie year. I think he's 2019. Oh, is he? Might be 2018. Please don't embarrass me right now. How dare you? Uh, Give me that 2019. Year. Yeah, I, I think DK is another guy. I, would, I, I think you can, get his, you can get a lot of his rookie autos too, under 100 bucks. I think DK Metcalf might explode. We saw this happen too last year at the beginning of the season. Him and Russ went on a crazy run regular season. I think there's another guy. Short Again, we're talking, this is strictly short-term, not crazy expensive money that could do really well for you. Okay. I think DK is an interesting play. And Odell Beckham Jr., if he signs with a contending team, he has been so irrelevant the past few years. He's a 2014 rookie. I think there's a play with OBJ. I don't like any of those three players long-term. But I do think in the short term, if you said in a month from now, what do I buy today for, again, relatively cheap money? There's a ton of Beckham stuff you can get under 100 bucks rookie year. Go with rookie stuff for the month and see what happens. I think, I think those are three interesting plays. Cool. Awesome. Um, all right. That touches on NBA and The next NFL. two is all you. I'm going to introduce the next two. Jesse's Please. segments here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you Jesse, so much. We're going to make this very quick. We did a whole big thing with Josh Luber on Monday on his paper. We, I believe he's joining the show. It sounds like probably on Monday, but you did have a couple other quick notes you want to reflect on. Well, on I this. think the second part of this whole thing is the more interesting part about like, how do we solve problems? Where do we go from here? Where are we even in this whole, you know, baseball card phenomenon? Like, is it booming? Is it busting? Phenomena. Uh, so do, 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 do. no more. The, you got it. Thank you so much. Cause you know, you're going to get, do you remember hate. that song though? That's a great song. Which one? Phenomena. Go ahead. Is it from the movie Phenomena? Do, 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 no. do. Oh, Which Menomen- that's Menomena, not Menomena. Phenomena. It's Phenomena. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Nailed it. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> All right. Where are we now? This is kind of the uh, where we left off last time. Bottom line, guys, if you're curious as to are we in a boom or a bust, this is how he breaks it down. And I, I, I really appreciate that he didn't just say this is where the entire card market is because the card market is made up of several different aspects. So you got to kind of break those down individually. And he breaks it down by prices, people and companies. Um, As far as prices go, he does think that we are a little bit later in the game as far as prices. So just meaning prices are a little high, but it doesn't mean that there's not so room for growth on those. Um, But he attributes a lot of, you know, everyone said, oh, it's because of COVID. Oh, it's, you know, uh, stimulus checks. Everyone was at home, yada, yada. He's saying, no, you're not right. That's not the reason why there was a boom. There was always going to be a boom around this time because that's what the market was leading up to. Uh, And if you read the whole thing, it does make sense as to why that would be. It's just that those things definitely made that boom a little bigger than what it was. So um, a bigger bust as it were. 
Exactly. A bigger so, boom. Excuse me. A bigger boom. Yes. So uh, he thinks we're about in the fifth or sixth inning as far as that goes. As far as people go, how many people are in this? I appreciated this point. He says the entire industry right now is actually pretty small. The hobby is pretty small. And I've been saying we started this thing because I was new to it. I was interested in it. And we figured there's a lot of other guys getting into it. And there are. But that's what's so interesting. It's still pretty small. There's still a lot of room for growth. So um, his opinion, we're about third or fourth inning. Still a lot of room for growth here. Um, That's as far as people goes. As far as companies go, he views it as we're still second or third inning. And that's when you consider like you've got, you know, marketplaces like alt, star stock, dibs, whatnot, you know, manufacturers. You've got all the ones we already know. And now fanatics, you've got the fractional, you've got grading companies, new ones coming out, breaking uh, startups. You've got all the hobby and influencers out there. It's just, it's absolutely insane how many have come into the space. However, there's still room for more as far as like making those better. Some are good. Some aren't as good. You know, some are just out there trying to make a quick buck. Some are like passionate about the hobby. Bottom line is there's still a lot of room for, uh, he, he calls it a lot of low hanging fruit in this industry. So I, I tend to agree with that as well, because it does make sense that there could be a lot of room for, you know, some big players to come out, especially if the people is as low as, uh, you know, if there is still as much room for people to grow in this hobby. And this is the point I like too. And, uh, we, we should have touched on this last week, but I forgot he said it. To be clear, he says, this paper is definitely not an introduction or roadmap or manifesto or any type of explanatory document for the work that we will be doing at Fanatics Training Cards. Sorry to disappoint, but this is actually the exact opposite. So, it's a personal manifesto, which exactly. I like. Yes. Like, I, this I isn't from Fanatics. This is from, this is from Josh Luber. Exactly. So bottom line, that's kind of where he views this industry, but... The bottom, the I'm not saying bottom line again. The overall, <laughs> the overall point is that we are still seeing a big risk to this hobby, which is inflation and overproduction. It's the same risk that we've seen year in and year out. Every time this thing, every time the card market has a bubble like this, Mike, I'm curious. What is your opinion on how you would solve that? Do you have a thought on no. how you solve that problem? Because I'll be honest with you, not, not particularly. It's no. not an easy thing to solve. That's what I found reading through all this. It's very difficult to solve. But there are three things that I think we'll touch on and then we'll kind of leave from here. Is that his viewpoint is how we can fix this. The three things are create limited release products where demand is greater than supply. That has to be number one step. Next is you continue to flame the demand or the imbalance uh, of the imbalance of demand over supply. You flame that to cause other people to want to get in. You're basically creating more people that want to get in because like, oh, this is the hot thing. Everyone wants it. And now I can't get it. Well, now it becomes more popular, more valuable to those people. Um, And then that heat, of course, translates to new customers. Uh, new businesses, things like that. There's a lot more. I know Mike doesn't want to go into a lot more. He felt, finds it boring. I thought it was very interesting. I don't find it boring. I don't know what we're going to talk to. This is my problem with doing this segment at all today. I yielded, though. It's fine. I don't mind it. 
I what know. are we going to talk to him about now? We, we just, just like broke down everything the last two oh, shows. Oh, we did. That's the thing. There's so much more. There's I so- know. But at what point is it like, you know, what are we I think it's I think it's interesting for guys to know that there is a problem with the hobby or there could be a problem with the hobby as far as overproduction uh, and inflation on these cards. Do you know as far as parallels and uh, chase cards go? Do you know how much they've blown up there back in uh, 2012? Prism went from three different parallels to 44 different parallels. How can anyone be expected to like that? Val- f- well, first of all, because tw- 2012, it was an inception product. It was the first year of it. Of course, it's blown up. Since. I, I know, but I'm just saying even before that, the parallel was first came out in 1993. There was one in up from 93 to 2012. You went from one parallel to three. Finest refractor, by the way, was the first re- was the first parallel. You're right. 1993 finest refractors. Yep. So that point being made is just like, OK, there's just. Now you're getting to the point where, okay, well, we're creating exclusivity by creating parallels and chase cards, but now you're creating so many that it's like, if every card's a one-on-one, a one-on-one, where's the value? If every card is like a chase card or every card's, you know, a parallel of some kind, then the value is also going to go down because no one wants something that there's not as much demand for, and you can't have as much demand when you have so many variations. So there's a lot of really interesting points in here. We, we can go this on. This sounds and- good. Here's the other thing, though. And this is from the mind of Josh Luber, not from the Fanatics desk, which yes. is fine. That all sounds good. Ruben just spent, what, hundreds of millions of dollars to put this, co- and he's going to spend that much to build it all out. He's going to make less product now so he can drive demand more instead of making a lot of product so he can make money. Well, that's, that's, a- where, that's, where, I want, I, that's where I struggle. This is great that this is the guy who's kind of in charge over there coming from Luber. Again, this is not a Fanatics piece. I get that. I also, you know, economics and business cash in while you can make money. I, that's where I wonder, how do we see this coming? That's fruition? fine if you've got the audience where you've got the people out there buying. But right now, like we pointed out, there's not as much there. There's still a lot of room for growth, but you can't have like if nobody wants the card because everybody can get the card, then the value tanks. Yeah, but we're not seeing values. And everybody wants the cards in wax and in packs, which is what they're going to produce. They're not coming in to be on the single side of this thing. No, no, no. They're definitely. It's, this they definitely sounds are. great. This sounds great. I'm very interested to see how we see this actually come into existence. And at that, we'll leave it because we can ask Josh Luber that on Monday. Okay. All right. You got an NFT, a quick NFT note from Tops as well. Hey, by the way, I actually think you present that well. This is what throws me off with you doing those th- this thing today. Uh, and as I wasn't super interested anyways, which is fine. Sure. And I, I have wicked ADD and can't <laughs> focus. Yep. When you keep saying bottom line like five times, I, I know like, oh, we're done. We're done. Oh, we're done. <laughs> you can't make my little heart flutter like that. <laughs> we can't have 10 bottom lines. Bottom but the line, bottom line of you did that a great statement job. is that I said bottom line too many All times. Right, give me the NFT thing. And this one I do want to be quick because we do have to get moving. Yeah, uh, it's not a whole lot. Oh, man, bottom I almost line. said it again. I know you did. <laughs> You Tops, find like a catchphrase Tom. and use it three weeks in a row <laughs> and you don't ever say it. You haven't said ah or am once yet. You haven't said I'll say this, but you said bottom line 50 times. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't now. That's all I can think. You're doing Tops it. NFT is doing a little release. Bundesliga, if anybody's into the soccer NFTs soccer. or anybody into the Mars Attacks NFTs. Uh, I don't, I figured I, we'd throw this out there. We want to share the love around for the NFT world. Uh, yep. even though Mike is still a little bit on the fence, he's coming around to it. I'm in I, though. I've spent money now. I, and now that I've seen that I can make money and know how to make money, 
uh, that has created a little bit more interest for myself. I'm not buying myself. into either one of these. I don't understand soccer enough to get trendy players, and I don't care about a movie that was terrible 20 years ago. So. That's that's fair. That uh, will we'll go ahead and move on to the Panini one. Panini has also got a, a new pack coming out as of what is it, 19 hours from now. That means sometime tomorrow around I think 10 a.m. Central Time. There's going to be uh, another Panini NFT blockchain Prism Pulsar are the cards coming out. It's, so they released base last Basketball? week. Basketball? Uh, yes, this is... Yeah, see, uh, I'm in on that. I'm buying packs of that tomorrow. So they released base last week. They released the Blue Wave yesterday, and then they're releasing the Pulsar pack tomorrow. I'm gonna, um, I want you to buy a bunch of packs. I'll pay for them. You already set up to do it, so... That's... I, yeah, no, that's I mean, fine. I set up on direct. I got, the, I got the Blue Wave packs, too. I still have a few left of those. I think we should open. buy some of these for sure. Okay. But yeah, I think there's value. Speaking there. of NFTs, Spinatron, who is a massive NFT guy, he's huge on Instagram. Uh, you're doing... Or maybe... I think we're both going to do it. Yeah. Uh, an interview with him in the Facebook group. To, well, it'll be in the Facebook group. You'll see it. And we're going to release it to our YouTube or no? Uh, if we can, we will. But it's definitely there will be a video live at three thirty today on Facebook, which you're not um, going to see. Yeah, that'll Thursday. be saved, and then if I can rip it from there, I'll put it on uh, YouTube. Okay, cool. All right, real quick, then I want to talk about some of the stuff. Uh, again, I teased this the other day. I oh, am wait. still. A you big... know what I just realized? Nobody's going to hear that. That's why I just said what I said. Yeah, you're oh, not okay. going to hear that. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It'll be in the Facebook group. Um. So yeah, from the collector's standpoint now, I spent like three hours at Chris Kelsey's shop today. So Nash Cards, they're a sponsor on our other socials. A lot of guys know them anyways, but they're a huge group suburb, especially for SGC. Uh, we just went over there. We put a live video on the Facebook group. I had a lot of fun. I, I do. I, I think sometimes we fall in this thing of like, this guy's an investor in this. And I do. I invest a lot of money in sports cards. Is how I make my living for the majority of it. But I still like to mess around. Doing what I did today, though, is my thing. I actually don't, I like card shows, but mm -hmm. not strictly from like the collector aspect because I just don't, I don't know. There's always too much going on. Yeah. But with Chris, it was like Chris, his three employees were in there. Me and Chris just sat down and ripped stuff open. And the whole point was like ripping boxes and okay, what's the strategy behind it? Hey, I'm going to, so I, I try to show to like all the base and like parallels and just base rookies, cheap stuff we just threw together in one lot. Hey, we're going to just sell this off. These are the cards I'm going to send into review, which his guy Eric was there to live review them anyways, which was great. Mm -hmm. and I ended up only subbing two cards. The other ones just weren't sub worthy. They weren't going to gem out with SGC. But the other cards for 25 bucks, let's give it a shot. Um, so there's actually some cool info there on the video. And I think we'll have that on, it's on, it's on face in the Facebook group now, maybe on YouTube as well. Um, I like that. Uh, and I, I, I also it looked what? like you were having a lot of fun and it looked like just I did. just ripping packs. When was the last time like you ripped packs for yourself? Like that wasn't yep. in a break. Yeah. So I ripped 2021 mosaic um choice. They're like a hundred, hundred and ten bucks a box. It's mosaic, so it's not licensed. I actually did pretty good. I got a nice number Joey Bart auto, Christian Pache. I had an A-Rod auto. Um I had a bunch of other stuff that I ended up just again just kind of coupling together and selling off. Uh, I like that product. I, I, that's the type of stuff, too, because I'm not going into it thinking like, oh, I just dropped 800. I better hit a Zion auto or I'm going to mm -hmm. get murdered or a Luca auto or something crazy. I enjoyed it. He ended up ripping Mosaic football. He did like blasters. I think he ended up getting crushed. Um, I ripped Topps Chrome hobby. I like Topps Chrome from an investment standpoint. It brings me no joy at all to rip it. The Mosaic oh. is fun to me because Mosaic's got like a bunch of inserts. I just think it's a cool product to look. I got like two base and insert Griffies. That will go in the big box. You can't see it. There's no video. But I have a 3,000 count box under my um, glass showcase behind me. It's just all base Griffies and insert Griffies. Stuff over the years I've picked up. Hmm. I'm actually going to make that uh, at the new house under the bar. I'm going to have it be all those cards. 
like just all oh, the Griffey bass and then put like glass under glass. Nice. Yeah, I think so. I like um, that. I really enjoyed it though. And like, that's my thing when going to a card shop. If you're not personable, you should not be in the business. I don't expect everybody to get the treatment I get either. Chris is a sponsor. He pays us every month. Anyways, I do a lot of business with Chris and we're friends. So when I walk in, yeah, he stops what he's doing. We sat down, we had fun, we made the video. I don't expect every shop owner to like stop what you're doing, but there should be dialogue. Like I oh, do yeah. think, and, and I expect a shop, you should have competitive pricing on wax. You should have singles, high-end stuff behind the showcase in the dollar box that I can sit there and rip through. If a shop has that stuff and there's personality, I'm good. I'll spend mm-hmm. hours in there. And, I, and honestly, I prefer to be the only person in there. I, I think it's awesome to just go in there and do whatever you want. I don't need you trying to upsell me on stuff. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a big fan of the show. Quite frankly, if our whole thing takes off with the studio build out, like we're talking about doing, mm-hmm. which Marlon texted me, by the way, old shackle will not work. That office is rented. He's got a couple other places. Um, I would love at some point down the road, not financially, because at that point, it's only going to go if this other thing really takes off. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a little storefront there. Be open like two days a week, have three a days a week. Storefront? Come in, rip a little wax, mess around. That's it. I'm open for three hours a day, <laughs> three days a week. I'm open just, two days a year. Come yep. in. It's on a leap year. Yep. Uh, I think that would be a fun. I mean, who? I just like the card shop aspect. I really do. I, that's one of my favorite things in the hobby still. Uh, I was huge at card shops when I grew up. I had a couple in Haverhill. Well, one in Haverhill, one in uh, Groveland, Mass, where I grew up on both sides of the bridge. Yeah. I was all about them. I just, I do. I really like the card shop experience. Anyways. There was a card shop here in Hendersonville that we used to go to when I was a kid, but it was like, it was, it was hard, like, because there were cards in there, but it was also just NASCAR memorabilia everywhere. And it was hard yeah. to sift through, like, all the junk to find, like, something you cared about. So I need to go over to that Shep's place, Shep's cards in Hendersonville. It's like two miles from me. I haven't been back since we went the first day. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, like I'd go in there with you, like video some content and just like rip some stuff for the guy. I think it'd be fun. And it looks um, like uh, for anybody who cares, as of this, uh, well, December 1st, but my last actual day of working at Dell is November 23rd. Officially, it is in. I am done. They've worked Jesse out a replacement. Jesse all on board. Guys, I'm so excited because then I get to go and join Mike and do these things in the middle of the workday because that will be my job and I'm excited for it. Here's the other thing then too, just some products growing up because like nowadays I don't have a ton of passion about products because it's just not my, you know. Um, but growing up, I was a flare guy. Football and uh, bas- uh, football and baseball were my two things. Flare showcase, flare showcase, excuse me, F-L-A-I-R. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Is still to this day, if, I, if anybody has a case of 2000 flare showcase, I would buy the entire case and sit here like a child and rip it <laughs> and have 2000 through 2003 is when I stopped really ripping into that stuff. I would buy, if you have boxes or cases of flair or flair, <laughs> baseball, basketball from that, or football from that, the, from that decade. Like, Is there much the value 90s, there or no? Is it just- There can be, but not, not a ton. You yeah. probably get murdered open to most of that. I don't care. That's my stuff. So like there's flair genuine was another product. I think for a while that was the product that put a full-size autographed hat in it, which was awesome. Oh, dang. That's Flare cool. Authority was was one of my favorites. You got a beach grading was not a big thing back then. You got regular packs, but in each box, there was one pack that had a graded card in it. I thought that was like the coolest thing of all time. I pulled a Michael Vick rookie, which oh. back then was huge because 2001, I was really ripping. Um, I sold it for like 200 bucks, which ba- again, $200 a lot back of money. then was insane. Yeah. I forget the name. Don Russ Baseball was still big. Um, and in 2001 was Albert Pujols, Ichiro. I ripped so much 2001 baseball, I can't even tell you. I forget the name, but I think it was Classics. Don Russ Classics mm-hmm. came with a full-size bobblehead in it. 
which again, I just back then, I just was like, this is like, <laughs> you can't do it now because the cost of the cards is already so high if you put in something else. Yeah. But, uh, and then 2000 Upper Deck Vintage was, I ripped more of that product than any other product in the history of, of me, of my ripping career. Really? And the boxes were like 50 or 60 bucks. You could get, um, I said 2000. It must have been 2001 because it was a Drew Brees rookie in it. Drew Brees, LaDainian Tomlinson, Michael Vick was the big guy. I ripped that stuff all the time. And back then, too, it wasn't all a huge auto and just game use chase like it is now. Everything's autos. And back then, it was like you get one auto, like you get two autos in a case. You oh, know, wow. you didn't care. Um, Do you have any of those cards, like any of the ones that you're talking about right now? Any of those left actually, today? So any of the cards that I actually pulled myself, no. From Flair Showcase, I went back and put together that auto set. Yeah. But I bought that after the fact. The only card, well, and even like the Jason Williams uh, EX credentials card, mm-hmm. I think I bought that after the fact. So no, I don't think I have any of that stuff at wow. all. Not yeah. not original pulls that I had. What's funny nope. is I I know somewhere in my basement and I looked for it once and I couldn't find it. And I'm, it, I tried not to keep looking because I'm afraid I'm not going to find it and it's going to crush me. But I do have my card collection from growing up and I've been like, this is going to be great content. But at the same time, it's like, I looked once, I couldn't find it, and I'm kind of worried that I got rid of it along the, oh boy. the line somewhere. And if I did, I'm going to be absolutely destroyed. So one of these Dig days, I'm going to work up the nerve. I'm going to find it. And we're going to see what old Jesse used to collect. There you go. Uh, okay, let's do the quick buys then. I didn't oh. do a whole lot there. Oh, but you did buy. Sh- oh, yeah, you bought today. Okay. Well, and I, the only card I kept, I sold everything off just in a lot and, and what I was live. I kept the so 2021 Panini Mosaic. It's a choice fusion autograph. I don't actually know what this is number two either. It's Alex Rodriguez. I don't. I haven't seen any of these live. I think one sold for 150 bucks. I'm just going to redeem it and see when it comes in. Um, I'm sure I could look up and find what choice fusion. Or you could look it up real quick. Choice fusion card? on eBay. On yeah. eBay, go do 2021 Mosaic Choice Fusion Auto. Don't put a name and just and just see what it pulls up. See what baseball players pull up and what it's number two. Because I'm assuming they're all numbered to the same. Uh, well, Jesse's doing that, so I'm going to keep that card and see. If that's an Alex Rodriguez card in a Seattle uniform, that was my favorite player growing up, actually. I loved A-Rod with Seattle. I would keep that. Uh, the only purchase I made, Chris gave me a steal because I gave him a deal on the... Well, let me do this. Let me do the purchase and one other thing. So I purchased a 2012 Prism PSA 10 Anthony Davis. We ended up agreeing at like 625 which is a little less than recent comps. And that card had been well over 1000 for a long time. I still am high on the Lakers this year. I think eventually they get it together. Um, I'd be curious what the pop is. I didn't even look. I could check that up later. But uh, Anthony Davis, so my plan with this, with AD, again, at 625, I want to make at least 20 or 30%. I'm probably going to end up having to hold till the playoffs, which I'm okay with. Um, but I think there's some real upside there. Um, so the pop's 1500 Back in beginning of October, this was a $1,000 card. I mean, this thing has really dropped off the last two weeks, so I'm happy to buy it, buy and low at, at that with Anthony Davis. Okay. Last um, point. Oh, you got the fusion? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I. So the fusion card, just to be clear, does it look like a red or red, white, and blue kind of fancy? I don't actually know because this is. Oh, redemption. you haven't seen it? Yeah. So well, okay. But we're this looking for a baseball guy. Is it yeah. baseball? Yeah. Uh, there you- was soccer, but I'm finding all baseball now. So. The ones that have sold recently are all no names for the most part, at least no names to me. So you but got, what's the numbering? Oh, what is the I numbering? I don't care about the sale price. Oh, like out of what? Correct. Um, that's a good question. Well, to be fair, you're I 
Did I say to be fair? I think that's another one of my things. Uh, I didn't say bottom line, so I'm happy. Uh, the card, that redemption specifically that you have, someone else pulled one of those and sold it last week for a hundred bucks. So there's, there's some value to it. Yeah. I'm going to redeem it. I don't see what these are numbered out of. I, are you sure they are an, out of? So choice fusion autos are not numbered unless they say like they're, it's a specific color. So this is just a non-numbered era. Yeah. So it's going to be, and when I redeem it live, it's going to be worth hundred to 150 bucks. I'm all in. My last point I wanted to make though, um, I had a probably a stack of like 100 just base rookies, cheap refractors, whatever, probably 30 or 40 numbered cards that I top loaded, and then just a bunch of just cheap autos, eight to 10 of the cheaper autos. Again, I sub some of the big stuff. Because um, people ask us, like, how do I move big lots? And granted, that's small. It's probably 150 cards, but even on a bigger scale. So I kind of went in and comped everything. We comped the big stuff. Mm-hmm. I think there's 275 to $300 worth of stuff. Chris offered me 210 I think I got. Done. Like in yeah. a heartbeat. If you're going to go with a lot of stuff like that and you don't have the time, like I don't, I'm not going to go through the time to piece it out. If you're going to sell stuff to a card shop, I think you've got to be prepared to sell 65 to 70% of, of comp range, especially on really low end stuff. You have one Michael Jordan auto worth $2,000. I'm not taking less than 80, 85% for it. Like I'll leave a little meat on the bone if you're going the card shop route. Yeah. But for this stuff, I was like, man, I'm never going to 65%, 70% of comps. I'm good out the door. But I think you got to be willing to leave again. The more work it is, the more room you have to leave on the price. So I always view it as like selling to the card shop is like selling to the dealership or something like that. It's like exactly I'm, what it is. When you trade a car in, that's why the Kelly Blue Book private sale is higher than the trade in value. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yep. I had a couple purchases. I don't know who's going to care. Um, I felt like this one was like uh, a little everybody? boring. Okay. All right. Well, when you say it like that, uh, Jeremy Renner. But the reason I Hawkeye? got him. Otherwise known as Hawkeye. Also, a, and a he actor. has that show coming out here soon. So I figured this was like 35 bucks for this auto. Why not? Has I he mean, won an Academy Award too? Didn't he win for? Uh, uh, I don't know if he's won, but I believe he's been nominated. I wonder if the back of his card, it has all the stats. It should say that. It doesn't. You know what? Leaf, if I can make one suggestion, include. Respond you know, to our messages. Is that well, the one? Also that one. But, hey, how do you spell Renner, by the way? Uh, R E N N E R. Yeah, let's. I want to know if he's been anything in, in anything. So, anyways, I got that one just because I thought it could go up in value because he's coming out with the show. We'll see. I don't. I don't have a lot of hopes because it's not like he's new to the character or anything like that. Um, but either way, thirty five bucks. I thought it was cool. The other one, I'm a hey, little real quick. More. So, Jeremy Renner. It looks like he he has won. He has been nominated twice. Oh. Supporting actor for the town, and and uh, best actor. Again, nominee for the Hurt Locker. There you go. See, I mean, that's a star right there. That's that card should be worth more than thirty five dollars. If I'm paying, yeah, seriously, and he's a Marvel guy, like which is huge. Yeah, I mean, I paid thirty bucks for Coolio. I, I feel like thirty five dollars. That's cheap for a renter. I agree, actually. Okay. The other one that I got is some may not know her by her uh, her God given name. Give me the God given name. You would probably know. Oh, okay. Kate Flannery. Nope. Still don't know. Okay, there we go. This is a five out of 10 auto, otherwise known as Meredith Palmer from Meredith the office. Palmer. Nice. <laughs> what did that cost? That had to be cheap. $25. It was not really. Yeah, it's actually cheaper these on, than I on thought. on bids or buy it now? Uh, I am doing on uh, best offer for most of these. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I have... 
I, I hesitate to say what I'm trying to get because these are still up and they haven't accepted my offer yet. But there is a Creed and a um, Creed Bratton. Creed Bratton, if you will. Isn't that uh, his real name? Yes, that's his actual name. I like that. In real life. And then uh, Oscar Martinez, they both have Pop Century signed autos. Autos I'm trying to get as well. And by so, the way, we'll see. if you work at Leaf, we're still putting out the call. We want to buy one case direct from you guys. We're not looking for a free handout. We'll yeah. pay distro costs. We just want one full case. We'll make a bunch of content over all of our channels with it, including our new thing, which is coming out. So, hello. Uh, so yeah, plenty of promotion for you. Sell us one case. There we Boom. go. Roasted. Do we have anything else? Are we? Uh, I think we got mailbag. Oh, if you live in Hendersonville, Tennessee, we need an office space for studio. <laughs> this thing just fell through. Reach out to us. I think Marlon's going to come up for us, but not all our eggs in one basket. Okay, mailbag. I really look forward to doing a show in person. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be... Well, then, too, would be, like, great. We'll have the graphics. We'll cut, like, social media clips ourselves. We'll do the video part ourselves after, obviously, but I... Sure. I'd, be, I'd love that. Um. So, yeah. Real estate owners in Hendersonville, sell us your stuff. All right. Or rent it. I don't even have to buy it. Yeah, happy yeah, yeah. to rent. Yeah. That, that's probably better. Ah, uh, mailbag. All right. I did get someone send a direct message on Discord. Um, it's a little long, so I'm going to try and chop this up a little bit. But I said I'm going to try and chop it up. <laughs> um, so this was the question from DFP from Chicago. He says that I uh, love the recap of the football boxes. He uh, likes hearing your opinion on the unique inserts that come out of different boxes. He's never bought into a breaker ripped a box of Panini basketball uh, contenders. But I like I'm liking some of the inserts that and have invested in some of the licenses of the license to dominate um, and permit to dominate and lottery ticket single inserts. Do you think these gimmicky type of inserts have any chance of gaining value as a long term investment or should I just consider them something I should only buy for my PC? No, they have value, but I don't ever think we're going to look back one day like the 1993 finest set. It was like the refractors. Oh, wait a minute. This is awesome. And it went up 100x. I don't think they're ever going to do that, but I think they will maintain value based on the player on the on the cover of the card. So okay. I don't think it's a bad play, but I wouldn't buy it with the intent of, hey, this is going to take off as a set overall. Yeah. Okay. If you're looking to flip it, just make sure you're getting a really good deal because it doesn't sound like yeah, it's going to be a And buy the player, not the insert on that. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Facebook. Tony Whitaker wants to know, and I'm not, I put this in here, but I'm not even sure you'll have an answer. Which UFC cards do you think will hold their value over long term? I've seen Chronicles, Elite, Prism, and probably a few more that I'm forgetting. I mean, first year Prism, we saw it explode this year. Look at basketball. Look back at even first year Prism baseball. Um, huge money. I think first year Prism is is for sure the way to go. For, first year of anything, though, if you can do it. And with UFC, you can do that with a lot of stuff because it's it's still fairly new. I'd stick with first year or first card of like rookie cards and just go with the huge names if you can. But if you're looking for brands, I think in Prism, it starts in UFC. It starts with Prism. I think they're doing their first year of select this year, or maybe they already did it. I don't stay up on UFC at all. Uh, First year, inaugural year of things. Way to go for sure. Okay. Uh, Bam Nuju wants to know, talking about the Luber Manifesto, he discusses the negatives about uh, overproduction via chase cards or sets in general, and gives a few options on how companies can counter over oversupplying the market for long-term profit. But with Thompson Panini losing the license, do they have incentive for long-term plays in the market, or will they just be focused on next year of the next few years? 
So bottom line, do I mean, you I think in general, they focus on the next few years. But if the thinking is, well, they only have it a few years left, let's produce as much as possible. Um, without getting too specific, me and you were on a call with somebody mm-hmm. at one of those companies who is in the boardroom of every meeting that happens there. Mm-hmm. And they specifically told us we can't keep up and print enough now. Yeah. It's not like next year. I mean, well, he logistic- brought it down to basic supplies. We don't have yeah, enough logistically. Paper. <laughs> Yeah, they cannot find enough printing material and the packers are not in place where they could just multiply their supply all of a sudden. So even if they wanted to do that, it, it's not an option. So that's actually a really good piece of content and information. I think that the industry should know, like, I think at this point, this would right. apply to any other trading card company, not just the one we spoke to. But yeah, they're probably producing as much as they can. Uh, because that's why I don't get so terrified with inflation. Cause I'm like, I think we're making as much as possible now, but the hobby side, the consumer side is still growing. So until something changes with the production, I don't think, I think that's going to limit what we can do, which, which is a good thing. Uh, Don Cox, are there any plans of, Oh, a video podcast coming to the show? Uh, nothing that would be the same content as what you get on the podcast. But there may be some additional content. But yeah, there are two TV show style things. And I'm, I say TV, not for cable, but for YouTube and another platform that are in the works uh, that will be entire video series. Yep. Yeah. So. And if we get the studio, we're going to start putting out clips, all that stuff, hard, hard press on that. Because we're also going to be looking for like a third man in on some other projects. Excuse me, third man or woman in, as Jeremy has told us. Yes. Um, that like an on an, um, an on-site producer-ish kind of person help with video stuff help with rolling out more i don't know if they would be on site i think it'd be cool but i think for the most part we can send it to jason i can at least get the cameras turned on and recording and then so long as we are like because i like have you seen these things like they do them for a lot of podcasts now and granted this would not be the podcast it would be different content but where there's a set like we we talked about and then there's just still cameras. There's not anybody on like a cameraman moving the but camera they around. The, but exactly. they give you the different angles. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. more of what it would so be. I th- yeah, upload. me and Jesse have talked like like option. Well, uh, objective number one was get him out of Dell. So he's full time in this because Jesse can now work. I mean, honestly, some weeks he can put an extra 10, 20 hours into the podcast and into our brand that he used to not be able to put in. But that still means he's working 20 hours less. I mean, that's a win-win. Yeah. You're making more money. You're working less overall, even though you're working more in this space. But on other shows and other things, I, I do think there's value. And I think that'll be how it is. We'll end up having a third person for most of that because we don't want to just replicate this dynamic anyways. This yeah, dynamic exactly. needs to be exclusive for the podcast. Yes. Contract, contractually, it needs to be. <laughs> and we want to keep that anyways. Like We're going to keep what we have here. We're going to use the other platform for stuff we don't necessarily talk about on here as much and just build out the brand total. But yeah. so those are kind of some more things. Indy, we're going to keep using him and he's he's going to stay in his role and hopefully bring on a third person kind of for the part time on screen thing and then weave in more production stuff on the side as well. That's kind of the. I feel like this was like kind of like a bigger announcement that we shouldn't have just like buried in mailbag section. We should. No, well, when it's when it's really official, we'll, we'll really yeah. pump up and announce it. OK. Well, there you go, Don. Thanks for that question, because you wouldn't have gotten that information. Don A. Uh, okay. Oh, man. I always butcher this one. Uh, Kajitan Matazuski. <laughs> Got Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Ron, uh, Ronic, clean that up. <laughs> Make me sound smart. <laughs> what is the point of Panini releasing at least six more 2020-2021 basketball product? Chronicles, Flux, Mosaic, Immaculate, Flawless, and Illusions 
and there's no new class yet and won't probably be until the new year. I don't know what determines the timing on that. It's like this every year. Basketball, they're releasing the previous class. Like Flawless is as a top three high-end brand and it always comes out the fall. I, I don't know. Why, yeah. I don't know if, if if that's, again, an issue with the production of stuff because of card stock not being able to find it or if this was part of the plan or if they're still catching up from the COVID, you know, um, I, I don't know. But it is strange that you've got like, we've had rookies on the court for a month now and we don't have any cards in pro uniforms. But we still have stuff from LaMelo coming out with a rookie logo. Strange. I don't have an answer. Sorry. Um, it is interesting, too, in that uh, in the manifesto, in the white paper. I shouldn't call it that. I don't know if he likes that. Um, but Yeah, one of us has to stay on his yeah, website. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> um, but it, he mentioned about how the overproduction could be a concern. And he, he said that Panini football, for example, has gone from 17 sets um, in 2012 to 47 sets in 2020. It's just... It's just kind of crazy. Yeah, there are. There's just so many different kinds. Um, so it's like it's hard to release more than one set a week. So it's like, how do you even make more sets? Because now they've got 47 sets. You're almost doing one every week now based on those numbers. So cut out the college stuff if you can't keep up with production would be my play. There's a lot of yeah. these brands that come out as a pro set in a college. Chronicles draft, Chronicles regular, contenders draft and regular, collegiate NT, regular NT, collegiate yeah. flawless. Right, Man, I would be fine with cutting out six to ten of those right off the bat i agree i do think like it would it would probably help the whole college market though yeah the tough thing though it makes it affordable too when you can get college uniform stuff so i don't know um dan bush sports boy how difficult is it being the hot one on the show that's a really good question it is frequently asked this is an faq (laughs) this is a frequently asked question and i will say uh i've managed it does go to my head sometimes so i ask mike off air Bring me down, insult me a little bit to help me personally. But then I bring he, that on air too. He's very reluctant to do it, but he does. Jeff Broderick. Jesse's also one of the few who's actually received emails and texts from female fans <laughs> no, saying how much. No, okay, no, well, we're not going to talk just, about that. They're just no weird. Problem. No, that's they, fine. Nobody no, no, means okay. that. Uh, Jeff Broderick Sr. wants to know, how do you see a future we all know is on the horizon with Panini and Tops not making sports cards and Fanatics taking over, affecting the long-term value of the current NFTs that they're offering. So will they still be able allowed to offer NFTs after their deal for physical cards expires? Oh, I don't know the legalities of that. I have no idea the NFT. I don't think so, though. Like, I, I can't know. go. Like, I mean, I can't go out and print a Panini flawless card of Jesse Gibson. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't have the rights to the... So I don't think they can. I wouldn't believe. Could they um, do it in the same way like where they have to remove logos and stuff like that? But here's the thing. They're going to have the not only the logo, right, with the team, but the MLB, for example, but they're yeah. also going to have the MLB PA, the Players Association. That's true. Unless there's just different licensing laws with NFTs, I, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. However, the first part of the question, I, Panini for sure will not be out of the game uh, in the future. Their platform is so huge. You think about soccer, UFC, wrestling, all these other sports, and whoever knows what sub-licensing happens to. Panini's not going away in five years. Now, Tops, I, I do wonder about. Like, where does Tops go after this? Again, maybe there's a play where they're just sub-lease, you know, sub-licensing out to them or licensing out certain SKUs. I don't know. Um, you know, the other thing I started thinking about recently, too, if that does happen, if there's just never another Tops card made, 
I'm going to take a like a really large sum of money in the next couple of years and just buy all tops wax. Because think about that, like in ten years, like in seven or eight years from now. Yeah. Like, hey, there's a new breaking company. All we break is tops product. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Like if you had a bunch of upper deck tops basketball from the mid to nineties uh, right now. Uh, there's such yeah. a premium that's insane. Well, when the but, announcement first came out, that was my first thought was just like, okay, now yep. this is a more exclusive, more, you know, uh, limited brand. I mean, right. essentially. Happy to, say, happy to say my security deposit box is all loaded with that. Car. Like, does that just continue to go up in value? Yeah, exactly. I would think. So, um, interesting. I keep hearing, I'm getting like a beep on my side. I don't know what, my computer's doing a thing. Anything. Oh, okay. Helps. You're good. Yep, I don't hear a thing. Um, all right. EJ Sports Cards. Uh, baseball awards will be announced soon. Do you see any bumps from MB- MVP announcement? Very rarely. No, because we're off we're out of season. It doesn't help. Like Otani's going to win the AL MVP. His stuff is going to be cheaper three weeks from today than it will be when that, excuse me, when that award is announced. So no, I'm not, I don't think it, I just don't think so. If they were to announce the regular season MVP in the playoffs and the player was still relevant, I think it'd be really cool. But no. I don't think we're going to see it in baseball this year. Uh, James Robles, I have a few cards that I would like to grade, but I don't have the budget for it yet. Do you recommend sending into Starstock to get us to get assessed and maybe move from there? I mean, it depends if you're thinking because you don't have the budget for PSA. That's one thing, but I got to think you probably got twenty five bucks. I'd send them into. I'd spend the thirty bucks to send them to Nash Cards right now. Have them review and assess them. And if they don't think they're going to grade what you want them to grade, it's only going to cost you $3 and you don't have to pay the grading fee. Well, I don't know what I would do. I don't know if Starstock, you have to pay for them to assess. I I don't think so for some reason, but you do have to pay to get your cards like sent back. I think they're, they're, it's not free necessarily. And it's not a bad play, but. uh, Starstock is great at what they do and they're continuing to grow. Starstock breakers are everywhere now. Like the Starstock brand is not going away, by the way. They're getting big. Uh, and they're kind of an affiliate with us. Fantastic. They got Blaze Jordan doing a break with him. Uh, he's the Red Sox prospect. I think that's oh, really cool. That is really I would cool. like to have Blaze Jordan on the show, actually. Anybody, any athlete who's getting involved in the world, I would love to talk to. So Any athlete involved with one of our sponsors is effectively now working for us. So we would like you to come on the show. Thank you, Blaze. I don't know if that's the best pitch. No, that's but, how it works. Um, and, and like I said, we still use Starstock for a lot of things. The, the code nonsense gets you 10 bucks for free over there. But in this instance, James, if you can't afford that, I would just send it to Nash and have them review it, and yeah. go SGC for twenty five bu- for thirty bucks. I, I, that would be my play. Um, and who is it? Walk off? Who does the? Um, yeah, Nick Piper over at Walk Off. They do reviews as well. If you want to um, learn how to review it yourself, he's also so you yeah, Nick goes live all the time with live assessments. He does a good job with it. He owns the shop with Eddie out there in San Jose. Um, there you go. But yeah, especially like I said, we've been high on the SGC train here anyways. The fact that Peter called and was like, hey, not only are we not anywhere near 45 days, we're actually trending down because they've staffed up a little more. You're going to be in like the 20 to 25 day range. I don't know how you go wrong for that price. Even if you're like, hey, down the road, I'm going to save up money to PSA the card. Well, if it's already an SGC 10 slab, you know the condition of the card at least. So I like that play. Uh, Jason Lind, do you grade short print good players, players like Jamal Murray, or just keep it raw and grade the superstars? Uh, P.S. Value in both. P.S. My friend and I have a podcast drinking game where we take a shot every time Jesse says, with that being said, he's now dead. You killed my boy, sports boy. (laughs) Alcohol poisoning. That guy's, that guy's floating right now. Um, 
if it's cost effective, like if a Murray card as kind of a B list star is going to you know increase the value enough to cover the cost. I mean, I'm starting to sound like a broken record here. Good thing I'm not taking a shot every time I talk about SGC. <laughs> but like for Jamal Murray, a yeah. lot of his cards are not going to be worth sending to PSA for the 150 bucks. Yeah. In fact, it's a waste of time. Maybe SGC is the play there for the $25 for that stuff. Okay. But again, is it cost effective? Is a SGC 10 only going to sell for 50 bucks and the cards worth 30 raw? Then no, of course not. But in general, you're not going to see that. But just make sure of the condition before you send it in. Uh, Brian Alecki, I think this actually may be a question from a couple of weeks ago, but I've had it on here just because I thought it was interesting. What's the status of Jason Dominguez as an investment? Seems like he's been around a while without make, without making the majors. Well, he's like 18. So investment wise, so. yeah, long term, there's value there. You're buying in high because he's unbelievably touted. But I mean, he hasn't been around that long. The kid, He's a kid. Yeah. So, OK. Yeah. I mean, his um, first prospect card was in 2020. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think he's 18 right now. I've been around a while. I don't know what that. Well, How old is Jason Dominguez? Hey Google, is this gonna work? How old is Jason Dominguez? 18 years old. 18 years old. Yeah, been around a while. Like been around a while on the earth. Been around in high school <laughs> for a while. Yeah, I mean, if you think he's gonna be the star, he's has potential to be. Then he's a great investment. I am not buying him high right now. I'm not spending big money on an 18-year-old who's never played above single A, I don't think. so. But there's potential. There's going to be huge markers along the way when he gets promotion, when he gets his first big league. There's potential there to be the next Trout-ish type guy for pricing, for sure. And he's in New York. Oh. Yep. Man, that... Well, dang. I shouldn't say next Do Trout, the next Soto type. Oh, okay. Absolute ceiling. I'm not saying he's going to be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if he performed but like he that pricing-wise, he could hit Soto, he could hit Tatis, he could hit Acuna pricing, for sure. Um, Ruben Nine Mitchell. Right, oh, I don't have that. Uh, Ruben Mitchell. If a celebrity gets into the hobby and has a card from years back, any value in the card? Yep, I think that's where you, that's where you've seen a lot of these things. Especially any sort of like new marker really helps the old, and especially them getting into the card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, the that's why I want my tops card. So if I ever become famous ten years from now, I have my old <laughs> tops rookie. Can't wait, Jeremy. I want a tops card. Jeremy Jer- Tops. Yeah, not, Jeremy Tops. Mustache Jeremy. Yeah. Um, Fantastic mustache Jeremy. A killer don't, mustache. Don't downplay that. I didn't. Well, don't be. Good. Don't be. I said it positive. In- All right. Be genuine. Jacob Kundal <laughs> wants to know. Kunkel. Jacob Kunkel. That's yep. a funny. Jacob Kunkel. Uh, are hot dog sandwiches? Uh, Jacob, do your parents love you? I don't know. What? <laughs> what do you sure. mean? What? Are a hot dog? Is a hot dog a sandwich? This is for you. I'm not answering this question. Just answer the question. What do you think? It's meat meat, in between two pieces of bread. bread. What are we? So your answer is yes. Is that Jacob Gibson? Was that your brother? (laughs) Big fan of the show, according to him. Don't you're not supposed to say that name. Is he a big fan of the show? Did he tell you that? That's what he said. He's like, I told everybody at work about it. I have, I have my doubts about that. <laughs> he works then, from home. So and then even with my, yeah, then even with my broken arm, I had to show him how to bench press. So I have questions. Oh man, watching you guys bench press—that was the highlight. Oh, Kinda I did, down. I did so much more weight than you guys. You did a lot more than I thought. I was very impressed, actually. What? How much did you think? I did not do a lot. How much did you? Well, because you could don't do? bench press. You don't ever work out like that. I didn't yeah. think you'd be able to. I think you did almost 185 by yourself. Were you impressed that I could lift the bar above my head? Okay, move along. Um, trying to give you a compliment. Stop it. Let's see. I don't Deal. know. Oh, Steve Wade. Is this the last one? Yeah, we'll make it the last one. 
Okay. Steve Way wants to know, I am a 65-year-old man who saved his thousand-plus baseball cards from the mid-late 60s and is Ooh. looking to sell them for the best price I can get. Looking for advice on how to start liquidating them. Any help? Mid to late 60s. I mean, you could have some serious value. So one thing, you got to pull the stars. I mean, Mantle, Aaron, May, all those guys still had, you know, if you've got the big name stars from back then, the majority of those, if you're in a position to do that, I would say grade. Oh, okay. You know, that's going to increase the value exponentially. And it sounds like this is like a whole collection. What would be the best is if you could um, find a, a card. If, if you have a card, this would be step one. If you have a reliable card shop locally, get some help from them. They can probably steer you in the right direction as far as not only grading, but what to do with the rest of the cards, how to liquidate. You know, a lot of the commons and stuff, the cheap stuff, the no names, you know, 50 cents a card, whatever, 20. Bundle all that stuff together and, and just sell that stuff off cheap. Hey, if I think all these cards are worth 50 cents to a buck and there's a thousand of them, move it for a few hundred dollars and be done with it. Like just because otherwise you're going to have to piece that all out and you don't want to do that. But then pull the stars and, and pull the big time stuff and see what the best way to do that is. Again, grading's probably going to be your best option. And then you have options after they're graded. Um, for really high end stuff, I would say you probably have to PSA it still. But again, that's really budget dependent. If you have 50 cards that need to be graded, you know, that's not worth it to spend a hundred. You're talking thousands. <laughs> this is terrible. This is literally like all promotion. The SGC if you say for, SGC. I know. <laughs> the SGC play for cheaper would be good depending on your budget. Again, if you have a mantle that you think is going to be a PSA 9, go to PSA. Yeah. Don't be ridiculous. But yeah, I think grading. And then from there, you have options. Um, you could reach out to eBay consigners with graded stuff and, and do that. Um, that's kind of, I, I think you need to break it down though. What is like single worthy stuff I'm going to spend a little bit more money in to grade to then sell really high dollar? And then what is just the really cheap stuff that, and at this point, if you've kept it since you're a kid, it's all profit, right? Bundle all that other stuff together and just move 80 to 90% of it that way. Just move it for cheap. Get it out of your hair. Get some cash. Maybe that cash you move it for could then fund the grading and then take those cards, the big singles, the superstars, get them graded, get them back. And I would say go right to eBay consignment with that stuff. Uh, again, just to talk about two sponsors, Matt Sellers, five-star cards or PC sports cards. There's a link on our website to both of those guys. I would send all the graded stuff there, have them run an eBay auction to make top dollar on that. That's kind of how I would do it. You want a million dollar idea to go along with that, Steve? Did he say yes? I think he said no, but I don't no. think it's going to stop you. It could be a thousand dollar idea, but a million dollar idea, let's say that. All those cards that you're about to bundle up, the ones that are 50 cents to a dollar, here's, I've, I've had this idea for a solid 45 minutes to an hour now, and I cannot see a flaw. Take those cards and go to like a designer, maybe an interior designer, and offer them up as the card market is exploding. I have an idea. Let's put these cards as, you know, design background, like what you're doing in your home as like under glass. But now this is like something that could be a thing for guys, you know, man caves and whatnot. You, but where are they going to get the cards? They don't have supply. Now, all these guys who have all these cards, they don't know what to do with. We just found a home. Interior designers. <laughs> Mike, did you have a comment? This is one of the dumbest ideas. <laughs> That's not dumb. You're doing it. 
You're doing it. How With is that Tom done? Brady <laughs> cards and Ken Griffey? This is okay. one of the stupidest things that has ever People been said like sports. on a podcast <laughs> ever. No, if you're going I don't care through what the podcast is, no. there's some guy out there right now convincing people <laughs> on a podcast that water isn't wet and the sky isn't blue. This is as dumb as that. I just no, no. This, this poor is- guy, he's 65 years old. He just wants to enjoy the rest of his life, and you're trying to tell him, "Oh my goodness, Stephen, there's not enough time left to do that. Don't Steve, waste a do minute. You think that was even- worth a thousand bucks? All your right. view. What's a gallon of milk cost? Eight hundred dollars in your world." Oh, For the guys man. out there who heard that and they were like, you know what? Jesse's really onto something. Make sure the people know. Comment on the Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter and tell everybody Sports Boy led you to the high tops of Million Dollar Mountain. <laughs> if you if you heard that idea and that's what you thought, examine your life. That's what I would tell those same people. Don't listen to the podcast anymore. Don't be on social media. Really break, strip it down to the fundamentals. What am I doing with my life? And I guarantee you're going to see some major flaws. That is brutal. That's a good idea. It's a solid idea. I'm done. Ronick's not here to back me up that that was stupid. Um, (laughs) Nor would he. So real quick, I did want to tease a couple things guest-wise. Monday, tentatively, sounds like probably yes. I'm betting yes more than no. So this Monday, which is the 15th, Josh Luber. Monday the 22nd, Jason Flynn from Soccer Cards United to talk some football, Ooh. soccer. And I'm going to reach out. I'm going to see if Bill will join us the 29th. I'd like 20? to do three Mondays. Oh, you know what? No, I'm going to push him off to December. Maybe yeah. the 6th. 5th, 6th, 7th, whatever that first Monday in December is. Make a note of that if you could. I'd like to reach out to him. Because um, we'd have guests three out of the next four weeks. I like that idea. I think the people will like that idea. Let's do it. There you go. You want more guests? We're going to try to compromise. I hate guests and you love them. So we're going to try to have a couple. That's fair. Uh, There you go. It's brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. The name is Sports Cards Nonsense. Make sure you check out our social handles. Our website has a link to all the people I was talking about today. You can do that. Uh, This should be dropping hopefully on November 12th. I hope it gets out early. We'll see. Uh, we can't can't control it anyway. So it is what it is. Uh, Powered by Spotify. You can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review if you want. I don't mm-hmm. even care. Even the bad reviews now, I've been reading those and laughing about them. Oh, so. no. It's, I leave only a positive one about me because I'll mentally break down or just leave nothing. Just say, and Jesse is, and then just dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. dot. Well, no, that's negative, and I'll, I'll be okay. Jesse, the sports boy, or as I call him, the idea machine. <laughs> there you go. And, right, analogy we'll maker, idea machine. Hey, by the way, next host. week, is our is our schedule the same next week? Yeah. Uh, next Monday, week, Thursday. it's normal. Yeah. The week after... We're only doing a Monday show. Yeah. No. Nope. Some people will be celebrating a holiday on Thursday. Yes. We're going to let them do that. We Monday. won't have a show. We won't have a show at all that end of that week. So it'll just be the next. So next week, regular schedule. The Monday after that, which is the 29th. That's not true. 29th. Damn, yeah. Monday's the 29th. The 22nd is the week. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. 20 C. Yeah. 22nd, so the 22nd we'll is a Monday. We'll have a show. We will not have a show the 25th. So I hear the, the hearts breaking from here. There's people sure. upset. Well, probably people pounding on your door to get to that idea you have. <laughs> There's a thousand bucks. Copyright patent pending. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, we're done. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.